How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, the cannabis industry in our uh, country and how things are shaping up. If you remember when um, legalization happened back in 2018, it was sort of everybody thought this was going to be huge. This was going to change everything and it was going to be a massive, massive industry. And uh, it ran into some stumbles out of the gate. Uh, things seem to have settled down a little bit now, but let's get a take on where we are and where we might be going in terms of cannabis in Canada. We have Kyle Murray joining us now. Kyle is the Vice Dean at the University of Alberta School of Business. Kyle, thank you for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, looking back to when this started, you know, I guess three and a half years ago now when we legalized marijuana, it was um, it was, uh, it was, was a big deal. Everybody thought this was just going to be a massive, massive growth sector. And I think it was for a little while, right? Yeah, well, I, I think it probably still is. I, I think the reality is there was so much hype um, and so much excitement about the potential of the industry initially that uh, it got a little overblown in what it would be in the first few years. But I think there's still lots of potential in the industry, and longer term, uh, I, I think we'll see a lot of growth here. Did we see too many people try and you know get in on the action too early? Like, did, Were we oversaturated in the industry for what we could handle at the time? Yeah, which I think is, is really natural in a brand new market. You have a whole bunch of uh, new entrants to the market coming in, seeing the potential, believing that they have a good business plan. Um, and then competition happens, and some uh, companies do better than other companies. Some uh, are able to rise to the top, and some fail. Uh, and that sort of you know semi kind of Darwinian process is is very normal um, in in a new market like this. Like we have over six hundred cannabis stores in Alberta right now, which seems like a lot. It's far more than any other province in the country. Do you expect that we're going to see some of those drop off as we go along here? And like you say, sort of survival of the fittest, and will consolidate into a really solid market. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably likely. Um, I think on the retail side, we, we have um, quite a bit of strength in Alberta. I think Alberta per capita sales are, are still at or near the top in Canada. Um, Ontario is going to have a lot more stores very yeah. shortly, so they're going to surpass us. Uh, but really what, what you're seeing with the 600 stores is the, the framework for um, cannabis in Alberta, which was a competitive one. So we created a competitive marketplace, so a whole bunch of people jumped in. Uh, you know, if I had to guess, I think we're probably going to settle out somewhere between four and 600 over the next couple of years. And that really depends on what demand looks like um, and, you know, whether the market grows and, and new consumers come into the market or if it sort of just settles out with the consumers we have. And, of course, the other big question is the legacy market or, or the illegal market mm-hmm. uh, and what happens there. I think people forget that the legacy market was full of a lot of hustling entrepreneurial uh, people and organizations that did a pretty good job of customer service. So they're not going to disappear overnight. Yeah, absolutely. I, I used to always say, you know, if you, if you like Amazon could have copied their model because you can, you can find their, their product in any community, anywhere in the country, they figured out systems of distribution. Like you say, they're, you know, in a lot of ways, a pretty solid going business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you say, it's kind of too bad we couldn't have studied that business yeah. uh, in a little more detail. 
but uh, for obvious reasons, it's hard to access. <laughs> okay, you're talking about retail. What about on the production side? Because we know there's a lot of that going on in, in Alberta, as a matter of fact. Um, has that, uh, we have saw some companies, Aurora, I'm thinking about, uh, really having yeah. a tough go of it and things like that. Where's the production side of it standing right now? You know, I think production is going to be more challenging than the retail side because for a few reasons. One is, you know, I remember touring Aurora's gorgeous facility out by uh, the airport um, early on. And, you know, it's, my first thought was, wow, this is very advanced in terms of the technology and the approach they're going to take to growing the plants. And then my second thought was, wow, this is going to be expensive. I wonder mm. if they can get the margins they want when some of the competition is going to be growing just outside in a field. Um, and, you know, so I think some of those things also have to shake out. And, you know, where can you create a premium product and charge a little bit more for it? What's going to be the run-of-the-mill product? Uh, and then longer term, as the U.S. legalizes and Mexico legalizes, the, the pr- production side is going to become more global. Uh, and that's going to increase pressure as well. I still very much expect we'll have a, a local production industry in Alberta. Um, but it's going to be competitive. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about, like we've seen, you know, like New York, which is a massive, massive state, has now gone to legalization. They're talking about it in Mexico and things like that. So we're going to go from being one of the exceptions to the rule to basically everybody's on board. That's going to be another seismic shift in this industry. That's right. And, you know, when we first, the industry first took off, we talked a lot about the first mover advantage and the opportunity that our producers and retailers have kind of learn the business a little, and then as the U.S. and other markets open up, move into them. Uh, The flip side of that, and uh, I've had a number of calls from New York and California in the last week, uh, the flip side of it is the second mover advantage, which is those states get to look at what we did in Canada, um, take some of the good, and avoid some of the bad. And and so their industries are likely to uh, take off very quickly as well. So the future of the industry in Canada, um, still turbulent, or do you think we're getting a little more consistent now? And is it still, uh, you know, a potential growth industry? I think it is still a potential growth industry. I think we're going to continue to see some volatility. On the retail side, it'll probably stabilize faster. Um, and on the production side, we're, we're likely to see more consolidation, companies getting bigger um, and focusing more on efficiency. But I, I think it's a good industry for Canada. I, I think we'll continue to see growth here. What about what the governments have done? Have have we seen you know things that government could have done better? Has there been changes? Is government doing what they need to do to make sure that this industry succeeds? Uh, I think so. You know, we don't always get a chance to to pat the government uh, of Alberta on the back, but uh, this is one case where I think they did a very good job. Um, the way that they organized it, not perfect, but it, setting up a competitive market. Uh, allowing it to be mostly privatized, managing the online portion, at least at the beginning, um, on the government side. I think all those were really good decisions, and I think we'll see uh, more competitive, uh, stronger retailers and producers, but especially retailers as a result. And and we'll see a similar thing in Ontario, whereas other more restrictive jurisdictions like Quebec, um, uh, the market is probably likely to stay, uh, a lot of the market is likely to stay in the hands of the um, legacy or illegal uh, players. You know, there was talk when this all started that it would affect, you know, alcohol sales and bars and things like that. Did any of that come true? Did we see any sort of effect on the alcohol industry? It's so hard to say because it's it, with the pandemic that yeah. kind of threw all these things into a bit of uh, disarray. I, I know early on I would talk to some of the, the companies and, and consistently they would talk about this one example of they expected many um, suburban women in particular who drink wine to make the transition to cannabis. And 
when they said that, I, I would question them. Really, you think that the book clubs <laughs> and, and others are, are going to switch to smoking? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And there's, they had some good reasons, you know, for why they thought that would happen. Um, but those kind of habits change very slowly. And, you know, like you were just laughing as well. It's, it's hard to imagine yeah. that changing quickly on mass. So I, I think what we'll see is we will see a change over time. Uh, but there's certainly more of a stigma to cannabis use still than there is to alcohol use. Uh, and, and so that also will have to break down a little bit. Yeah, I, there's no doubt. Uh, a different in perception among the public out there, for sure. No doubt. Uh, good discussion, Kyle. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. That is uh, Kyle Murray, who is the Vice Dean at the University of Alberta School of Business, talking about what's going on in the uh, cannabis industry in our country.